Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture podcast. This is For the Culture, and I am your host, Jason Spears, back with a preview of the Colts-Texans Sunday matchup at 1 p.m. on CBS. The Colts come into this game 6-6 six and six, off a tough loss at home to Tampa Bay. Texans 2-9 after a loss at New York. The Jets with a win over the Houston Texans last week. So both teams coming off losses. The Texans having a rough year again, as I stated, 2-9. and nine. The Colts had been playing well and really played pretty solid in the Tampa Bay game. But you can't turn the ball over, as we know, five times in that game and, and have a chance to beat a team as good as Tampa Bay. So really imperative for the Colts to get back on the winning track this week, to be in this race through the bye and obviously every division game counts twice, and they're always tough games for the most part. You think back to last year against the Texans. Colts were really lucky to win both of those games. They had turnovers late when the Texans were driving, big-time plays made by Darius Leonard, and really led to the wins, both wins over, over Houston. They had big leads in both games. Texans came back. Colts made plays defensively at the end to win both games. So... You know, on paper, the Colts are obviously the better team with more talent, better quarterback, better skill. I mean, you can go down the rosters. The Colts are clearly the better team. They won the first matchup 31-3, to struggled a bit in the first half, didn't really use Taylor, didn't run the ball that much in the first half. I think they were ahead 10-3 to at the half. Then in the second half, they, they really turned it up, got the, got, got the running game going, got Taylor going. He ended up with over 100 yards after only running for, I think, maybe 20 in the first half. So, you know, Texans played well in the first half of the first game. Colts really came out in the second half and, you know, really blew the doors off of them. Um, They'll see a different quarterback in this game for the Houston Texans as Tyrod Taylor is back. They faced Davis Mills, as you guys remember, in game one and really took advantage of that and put pressure on him and forced some turnovers. And that was really the difference in the game. The Colts' defense played pretty well. The Texans ran okay against them. I think the Colts need to do a little bit better job versus the run. Mark Ingram had a nice game in game one when they played at Lucas Oil Stadium. He is no longer, obviously, with the team. I think he went back to New Orleans. So it's going to be a different running game this week for the Houston Texans. But again, going into this game, the Colts have to you know, really come prepared, focused, and ready to play and just put the hammer down. This is a game that they should really take care of business. You know, That's what they have to do the remaining Five games, they have to take care of business. I think 10 wins gets this team in the playoffs, but you can't win five or you can't win four until you win one, and that should start this week against the Houston Texans. Let me get in to the Texans personnel and their offense first. 32 out of 32 teams, 14.9 points per game, so they don't score a lot of points. Offensively, the worst-ranked team in points per game in the NFL 18 turnovers offensively, 31 sacks allowed. So the Colts really have to do what they do, which is force turnovers, pressure the quarterback, all that stuff. And I'll get into that when I get into the keys. But just going over the offensive personnel for the Houston Texans, not a lot here. Tyrod Taylor started five games. He's 2-3. and three. They're clearly a much better team and much more competitive when he's on the field. He's thrown for 921 yards, five touchdowns, four interceptions. And also, 
in those five games. He's run for 136 yards, three touchdowns rushing. So the Colts are going to have to do a good job once again against a mobile quarterback. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor is not in the same category as some of the quarterbacks the Colts have played, but he is nonetheless a very good runner. So they're going to have to be focused on that. The other big-time player for the, the the Texans, and the guy that I really think has got to be the focus of the Colts' defense this week, is wide receiver Brandon Cooks. He had a big game in Game 1, and I think they're going to look to him a lot in this game as well. He leads the Texans with 62 receptions, 704 yards, and three touchdowns. So, obviously, he's going to be a major part of their offense. A couple other notable guys that they have, David Johnson, who... Kind of made a splash with Arizona. He was involved in the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Hasn't done a lot since he joined Houston, but he's their main running back. They recently picked up Phillip Lindsay, who you'll remember from the Denver Broncos. Solid running back, but Johnson gets most of the carries. And at wide receiver, they have Nico Collins, who I liked a lot coming out of Michigan. Uh, he's still getting his feet wet. He's gotten a lot more playing time. Recently, uh, I think he's just going to be a solid player in the future, but he's still learning. So, you know, they've got a decent set of wide receivers. I mean, Cooks is really, really good, and Collins is very physically talented, but he's still kind of learning the game, the NFL game, and I'm not sure it's really slowed down for him yet. And then at tight end, they have Jordan Akins. He's been pretty solid for them. But again, not a lot of offensive firepower. This is a game where the Colts should be able to have a strong defensive performance and you know hold them under their average, which is about 15 points per game. The Colts only gave up three points, as you remember, in the first game. I would expect the Texans to score a little bit more in this game, but they don't have a lot going for them on offense. So it's really going to be imperative that the Colts just come out focused, know what their job is, focus on that, take care of business. You know, Don't try to do anything out of the ordinary, just play your assignment and do your job. And I think they should be okay in this one. And getting into the three keys for the Colts' defense, first, get off the field on third down. You don't want to give this team extended drives. You want to get off the field on third down so, you know, their confidence doesn't grow. You know, you you start giving up third down conversions and their confidence is going to grow. And you never want to give a team that's 2-9 and nine confidence because that's really their only way of winning is to build confidence, to start playing well, stacking third down conversions together, and then all of a sudden you're in a, you're in a ball game. So getting off the field on third down is a big one. Key number two, make them kick field goals. This team is not going to beat you with field goals. They don't score enough, and they wouldn't be able to score enough to do that. So if they get in the red or green zone, holding them to field goals obviously is a huge must in this game. We really did a good job in the last game. They only got one field goal. So that's big again because they don't score a lot of points. So anytime that they're in the red zone, if you can hold them to three points, I think you're going to put yourself in a really good position to win win this game. And then three and probably the biggest thing, they've got to contain Taylor. His mobility is his biggest strength. He can make plays obviously much better than Davis Mills can. And I think he you're going to see a much different quarterback in this game than we saw in game one. And keeping him in the pocket is key. You know, you can't let him get outside the pocket. He's he's elusive. He can make plays. So keeping him back there, making him throw from the pocket is really, really important, obviously, this week with, with Tyrod Taylor. Again, you know, he can get outside, break contain, and get first downs that way and keep drives alive. And you just don't want you – don't, you don't ever want that to happen. It's been an issue with the Colts somewhat this year with bootlegs. 
I'm sure they've looked at the film and they're going to try that against the Colts to try to make some plays, get some easy yards, and the Colts have to be prepared for that. So, you know, not a very dynamic offense, but their quarterback can move around, and that always makes for a much tougher assignment when you play a team because he's multidimensional. If there's nothing there, he can break contain and get yards on a play that you had covered well. So it's very important that they do a good job on Tyrod Taylor. So, again, not a lot of not a lot of splash names on this offense. It's not a very good offense. It's not dynamic at all. The one dynamic guy they have really is Cooks on the outside. And, again, Taylor, when he gets outside and breaks contain, can make some plays. But outside of that, not a lot here. Complete opposite from last week with the with the Bucks. They had so many talented players up and down the roster. This is the opposite of that. The, the, the Texans are really bereft of talent, and it's very clear to see when you watch them play. So the Colts defense has a big advantage this week. They got They really have to you know hammer down on this team and uh, you know do their job and not allow a lot of points. And I think they will. So that's the Colts defense versus the Texans offense. Now let's jump into the Texans defense. The Texans defense is 28th out of 32 teams. They allow 26.5 points per game. They forced a lot of turnovers for a bad team, 20 turnovers, and they've sacked the quarterback 25 times. They've turned, you know, teams over a lot recently. So that's, you know, we know what the keys for the Colts always are, and I'll get into those in a second. But, you know, the Colts have to really do a good job against this team and not give them life by turning the ball over and the Texans recently have been forcing turnovers. Like I said, 20 is not a bad total for a team. That's 2-9. and nine. So jumping into their defense, the guy that I really kind of like on their defense and, and focus on is defensive end Jonathan Grenard. 25 tackles, 9 tackles for loss, 8 sacks, 11 quarterback hits, 2 forced fumbles. He's that young guy that they're really you know trying to get going. They traded Merciless so this guy could get more playing time, and he's playing well. He's a really talented young player from Florida, and he's he's been playing really solid football for the Texans, and you can see by his numbers he's been making plays and, and stuff in the stat sheet. So that's a guy the Colts have to account for. Camus Grugier-Hill, 68 tackles, 7 tackles for loss, 2 sacks, 4 quarterback hits, 2 forced fumbles and an interception. Solid at linebacker. He's definitely the, the most uh, impressive of their linebackers as far as making plays go and other notables on their defense that I saw definitely Christian Kirksey is very experienced at linebacker Zach Cunningham another guy the Colts have seen a lot of very experienced at linebacker you know Justin Reed at safety very very good player a lot more talent on this defense than on their offense for sure Um, they they have some guys here that can make plays and have to be accounted for and you have to know where these guys are Reed's really good in the back end you know, Kirksey and Cunningham. They got a really solid linebacker core if you look at it. So, uh, and then also outside, they've got Lonnie Johnson and some other corners that are, you know, that have experience. But again, not a ton of talent, not a ton of playmakers. Outside of the turnovers, they're pretty bad in every other metric. So, you know, the Colts just have to play their game. And that was going to be my main focus of this preview was this game isn't about the Texans. It's about the Colts. It's about what the Colts need to do. They have to get back to what they do best, their DNA, what this team was built on. That's physical football, you know, offensively, defensively, special teams, doesn't matter. They're a physical football team. And when the Colts are at their best, they're winning games at the line of scrimmage. And this is a game where they should dominate the line of scrimmage. I think that the Texans 
are the type of team that the Colts match up really well with. And I think this is a game that the Colts should be able to get a lead, extend the lead, and just ride it out with the running game. So my three keys for the Colts offense this week. Key number one, especially after last week with the two fumbles and the interception, are no turnovers because obviously the quickest way to keep a bad team in a game is to turn the ball over. And you cannot do that against anybody and you don't want to do it. Against good teams, you do it and you'll lose. Against bad teams, you'll do it and you'll keep them in the game and give them confidence and you could end up losing. So you don't want to turn the ball over in this game. That's key number one. Has They have to take care of the ball whether it's Naheem Hines catching punts or whether it's Zach Paschal catching a pass or Carson Wentz getting hit when he's back to pass, he's got it. They got to take care of the ball. They cannot turn the ball over. That's got. They got to get back to doing what they do best. Again, when the Colts are at their best, they're taking care of the ball on offense and forcing turnovers on defense. They did part of that last week. They forced two turnovers on defense, but they did not take care of the ball on offense. So. Getting back to Colts football this week, no turnovers, key number one. Got to do it. It's got to be part of this team's DNA to make sure they take care of the ball. Key number two, and we've harped on this on this show from day one, is be balanced. Establish the run. We had 175 yards rushing in the first game. If we get anywhere near that, we're going to win this game easily. Get Taylor the ball, period. I don't care if the box is stacked. This is a team that you can run against. Game number one, we didn't run the ball in the first half. We had a 10-3 to lead going into halftime. We come out in the second half, we run the ball, even with a stacked box. We had, I think, an 80-yard run in that game out of a stacked box. It's a myth. The Colts can run on a stacked box. That should not stop them against anyone, whether it's Tampa Bay or Houston. You can still mix the run in with the pass and be balanced. They didn't do that last week. That cost them the game, in my opinion. They got to do it this week and the rest of the season. But you can't do the rest of the season until you do it this week. So you got to be balanced, establish the run, get Taylor the ball, let him take it over, let the offensive line take it over. Definitely have the, the horses up front to do that. We did it in the first game. We can do it in this game. Key number three and the final key, 60 minutes of consistent football. All gas, no break. And I'm gonna. This is gonna be something that I harp on for the rest of the year. We've had games where we jumped out the big leads and let teams back in the game. That cannot happen. It cannot continue to happen if this team is going to a make the playoffs, b make a run in the playoffs. When they get double digit leads on teams, they have to extend those leads. They can't rest on their laurels. They can't play a 40 minute game. You got to play 60 plus minutes if needed. And if they got to play overtime, then you got to play that just like you played the rest of the game. You got to play it with everything you got. Be consistent. They haven't been consistent for 60 minutes in their biggest games of the year. This is another big game because it's the next game. It's a division game, and they can't afford another loss in the AFC. So they got to give 60 minutes everything, all they have, find a way, get it done, and get 60, you know, consistent minutes of football, and they'll have a great chance to win. So. Just as a summary for this game, the Colts have the better talent, they have the better team, they've got more to play for. All the things, the intangibles, all those things that mix in, that go into a game plan, that go into a football game, are all on the Colts' side. But games are not won on paper, and the Texans went into Tennessee and beat the Titans two, three weeks ago. 
So you're not just going to roll your helmet out there and win this game. You're going to have to go out there and take it. And the Colts have to go out there, put the put last week behind them. It's over and done with. It doesn't matter. What matters is this week. Come out with a renewed fo- focus, a renewed vigor, a renewed desire to get the job done, run the ball, take care of the ball, and win the friggin' game. That's what this is about. It's about getting to the playoffs and making a run. I still believe that's possible with this team. Everything's in front of them. But that starts this week. They've got to really get focused in, and they've got to get the job done. But again, they've got to be focused and execute. It's about execution. If you don't execute, I don't care who you play, and you turn the ball over five times and all that, you're not going to win. And I, that includes playing the Texans. Like I said, they, they, they beat the Titans, something we couldn't even do. And they did it fairly easily. So there's no rolling the helmet out and winning just because you're the Colts and they're the Texans. you got to go out there and take it from them. Play hard, dominate, do what you do, do what the Colts do, and and you know they should be fine, and I think they will be fine. But again, you got to go out there and execute, and I think that, you know that's that's the game, that's what you got to do. And they did it in game one, took care of business. I expect them to do it in game two against Houston. They've got the better roster, the better team, the better coach, the better quarterback. Go down the roster, it's just better. So no excuses this week. Get it done, and and that's the bottom line. So. Uh, and I think the defense, just real quick, I think they should be able to take care of business. There's not much. I mean, the Texans' defense definitely has more talent than the Texans' offense. The Texans' offense is basically two guys. They don't have much of a running game. Shut down the run. You know, take care of Cooks. They shouldn't be able to do much against us defensively. So really, really think this is a good matchup for the Colts. I think they should be able to take care of business and, uh, you know, go into the bye on a high note. I'm so glad the bye wasn't this week. I'm glad it's next week so they can go out there and get that taste out of their mouth before they get the bye and then come back and go down the stretch. Obviously, we got huge games down the stretch after the bye. Home against New England, road against Arizona, two, I think, Sunday night games. And then the Raiders. I'm trying to think, am I, am I getting that wrong? So we got Houston this week, the bye, and then New England in the final four games. New England, Arizona, the Raiders, Jacksonville. So yeah, you want to get that done. You want to get you know get this win, go into the bye with a with you know with a good taste in your mouth and a good feeling. Get the bye week, get healthy, get all those you know little knickknack injuries healed up so that they're full go when it when they take the field against New England. Uh, finally getting another night game, and, and I'm really excited about that for the Colt fans against New England. Um, that's really good to see, and I'm happy because I think. I think they're going to play really well when they take the field against New England. But again, you can't you can't cross that bridge until you cross this one. And uh, so with this with that being said, I'm going to jump into the predictions here. For me, I like the Colts by 10 plus. I think they should really win this game without too much of a problem. I think the Texans will probably score a late touchdown and take the spread from maybe 17 to 10. But I do like the Colts to win in this game, and I expect them to play well and limit the turnovers and do their job. Uh, you know, that's really what this is about. When you play teams like this, you just got to go out and do what you do and stick to what you do and don't try to get out of character and take care of the ball. Don't give them any life. Jump on them from the start of the game and stay on them all game long. Don't let up. Don't, you know, don't go away from the best player on your offense. Don't, you know, turn the ball over. Don't get dumb penalties. Do all the things that you've done in every other game when you've played bad teams just take care of business, and I think the Colts will do that. I like them by 10. Talked to Luke earlier. He likes the Colts by 17, which is what I 
was thinking, but I do think the Colts will probably have backups in and they'll give up a late touchdown. So Luke and I are pretty much on the same page. He thinks 17, I think 10. I think the Colts win this uh, without too much of a problem. And, you know, it, it, it's a huge win. It's a division game. they got to keep stacking AFC wins. If they can somehow get to the end of the season and win the rest of their AFC games, they will be 10-7, and 9-3 and three in the AFC with tiebreakers over the the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Bills. But again, those are all two of those games are future games, and you can't worry about those until you get through this one. So, with that said, we will be back after the Houston Indianapolis game. It'll probably be over around four to four fifteen. We will record, put that up, and have that post game up and ready for you guys. Hopefully, Sunday night. But until then. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend, enjoy the game, and we will be back Sunday night to talk Texans-Colts here on the For the Culture Podcast.